What is up, guys? This is Pinzo back with some more Nerd Hub podcast. We are here, of course, with my co-host Exelon. Good to be here. It feels pretty good to be back. It has been a a very fat minute since we have done one of these one of these old podcast arenas. But yeah. uh, we'll see if it if it comes back like riding a bike, you know. I hope so. I I got my fingers crossed. I I'm pretty sure. I think we'll be okay. Okay, well, should we just jump into it? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't I don't see a reason. I don't have any other, you know, announcements or anything like that. So, I think I say we just go for it. Yeah, let's grip it and rip it. All right. So, first up on on the old docket today, uh we obviously we haven't done a podcast in 2023 yet, by the way. First podcast of 2023. Uh woohoo, yippee. But what that means <laughs> is we haven't talked about movies in 2023. Uh Exelon, you I'm sure you've seen, you know, some movies in 2023, but there are there are of course more movies coming out, you know. Is there anything you're excited for? So, I think that 2023's like just roster of movies is pretty stacked and outside of like the final magic Mike movie i think the one that i'm most excited for is creed 3 um michael b jordan is one of he's my favorite actors yeah he's pretty good and just the trailer for this movie like just looks interesting like it looks like gripping and i'm like i like the way that they're framing the villain i like the way that they're um kind of tying it into the real world like one of the trailers has uh Stephen A Smith. I'm a huge sports sports fan in general. I love boxing um as it goes. I liked the first two movies a lot. I actually thought the first two movies were really well written. I I and, also liked the first two movies. And so this is it's new, it's fun, it's gripping. I think it's going to be an intense movie. Um but I I'm that's probably the movie i'm most excited for i i'm with you uh i i i am excited for me top of my list is probably there are a couple okay this is this is hard to kind of top the list already but uh transformers is gonna be kind of top of the list for me okay okay i'm a big transformers guy always have been the first transformers is one of, if not the first movie I remember seeing in theaters. Just, it, it's a, it was a classic. I was like six years old when this movie came out and seeing Optimus Prime transform just really never gets old. It really does. I know, right? Like, I, I also remember seeing that movie and that's like one of the few memories of my childhood. I I remember seeing that movie with my dad when I was really, really young. It, um, I went with my neighbors, and it was one of the first movies I ever saw in theaters. And then last year, like last July, they had a uh, – it came back into theaters for like the 15-year anniversary or something like that. And I went and saw oh, it cool. again, and it was it, I, it was just as good. Just a, to- yeah, it, a top-tier movie. Yeah, it, it, it's one of those movies that like you can, you can go back and watch and a hundred percent. Well, and seeing you, it in you, theaters you again the, with the yeah. sound, oh, it's just it's just so good. Yeah, like I'll I'll save you my like impression of like the transforming sound, but they, it's I such an iconic. It. <laughs> <laughs> but like, uh, but the new it, one it, is like... is the new one's Rise of the Beasts, and it's mm-hmm. got uh, it's got. Optimus Primal in it, who, I don't know if you watched, did you ever watch Transformers cartoons as a kid? Like the 90s I, and 80s cartoons? I never did. 
Okay, well, Optimus Primal is was a big character in in some of those cartoons, and he looks kind of goofy in the cartoons. I'm gonna be honest, because he's he's a gorilla that turns into a dude. Basically, is his transforming, and uh, he looks really good in the trailer. I'm really surprised at how ungoofy he looks in in the trailer. I was expecting him <laughs> to look a lot worse. So they they did a pretty good job on on that, at least from what we've seen so far. I'm pretty excited. Yeah, I think that the another movie that I am a little hopeful for is the new Indiana Jones movie. Like it almost looks like not an Indiana Jones movie from the trailer because it almost kind of looks like quippy and almost like like a comedy because you see that like the the big scene where he's he pulls out his whip and then everybody else pulls out a gun and he points it at him like it feels almost like different pacing but I'm excited for it I'm hopeful for it it kind of looks like it's supposed to be a uh not necessarily a return to form or not necessarily a traditional Indiana Jones movie but using the same IP but I'm excited for it I'm skeptically optimistic after Crystal Skull, I I can't really step back into another Indiana Jones movie and call myself anything other than uh, skeptical. You know, I just I, I don't I, know if you remember like the final like the last ten minutes of Crystal Skull off the top of your head. I unfortunately do. Yeah, it's it's just it's it's one of those things that for me. Uh, that movie kind of kind of buried a pretty good franchise, in my opinion. Like the the original trilogy of of Indiana Jones, pretty top tier. Like the, like those are good movies. I can go back and watch those movies anytime, and I get I get good enjoyment out of them. Mm-hmm. Anything else moving forward, I'm I'm skeptical of. If it's good, I will be very happy. Don't get me wrong. I am just see, skeptical. I, see, I kind of forgot about the Crystal Skull a little bit because. I recently um, like rewatched the first two movies on a road trip, and okay. they like they just held up. I'm like, wow, these were they so hold up good. really well. Like it was really really good, and I was like, wow, like, and they're making another one of these. And I honestly thought that this was going to be like, oh, it's like, oh yeah, it's the fourth movie in the franchise, Not and it was quite. only until like a few weeks ago that I was, I was talking about this with a friend and they were like, I'm like, I can't, I'm like, they're finally bringing it back with the fourth movie. They're like, Oh no, there was a real, there was a real shit storm where uh, Indiana Jones hides in a refrigerator to survive a nuclear blast. Yeah, there, like is, there is like, all of that that happened. It's like, Oh yeah. Like, but I, I am optimistic. I, I, it's, we're not doing hot takes in this episode, but my hot take would be this Indiana Jones movie is going to be a return to form. Listen, I, I would love redeem. to see it. I just, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think that they could make a movie now that is as good as any of the original three Indiana Jones movies. I, I just mean, don't see it happening. I would love for you to be proven wrong. I like, me I too. Entire, me too. I, I get entirely where you're coming from, but at the same time, 
Yeah, yeah, Crystal Skull happened. Crystal Skull happened and it was bad. I can't even <laughs> like I have the image in my head and it looks like something out of the 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 history channel at midnight. It's <laughs> it's so it's so bad. It, I'm picturing it right now. Uh yeah, I, it's uh anyway, speaking of speaking of trilogies, we also have uh Guardians of the Galaxy 3 coming oh, out yeah. this year. Right, right. Which I'm I'm pretty excited for. I think this one is going to be I don't know. It, like it's it's going to be good. It'll be a I think it will be a good very entertaining movie. I'm curious what they do with like cuz it's it's like phase 5 or something for the MCU. I really haven't been keeping up after Endgame, I'm not going to lie. Uh Thanks. but the this like whole phase five thing i'm curious how much that ends up like bleeding into this movie because if they were to just make a standalone guardians of the galaxy 3 movie i think it would be bomb like that those things those movies are very entertaining Mm -hmm. so um i'm curious if if there's like too much marvel in it right if that makes sense that makes perfect sense at least i i know exactly what you're you're getting at um, so I, I that's what i'm worried about is that they might they might kind of marvel it up too much but as long as james gunn's back i think that this movie will be uh as as entertaining as the last one is james gunn the director because i thought they changed he be, directors he well they fired him and then they basically had to halt production because every single person ever that has seen a guardians of the galaxy movie was like hey bring james gunn back Okay, it is. I because yeah. I was under the impression that he got fired because originally like, he did, when it, and then they brought like, him back was... because everyone wanted him back. They were like, "You can't do oh, this without okay. James Gunn. It would be bad." Now I'm actually a lot more excited for this movie now because I thought that this movie was going to absolutely flop because of it would. Um, I'm with you. I think it with, would without... if it wasn't James Gunn. Yeah, because I like. So I don't know if you saw like the newest Thor movie. Uh yeah, yeah. So I was really disappointed with that because I thought like there was originally like a change of pace with the new Thor movies of like how Dark World was dark and had Yeah. I mean he he always kind of had he ended up with like kind of brooding solo movies and then like the goofy Avengers movies. Yeah, and then uh Love and Thunder was not that. Yeah, Love and Thunder was like because Taika Waititi, the director, directed the third Thor movie, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, we love the comedy element of it." Yeah, and it was a, it was a little goofier. It was, and then Love and Thunder came out, and it was like this. It, at least for me, it flopped. There were so many jokes that were like, "Hey, this is really catered towards kids." And yeah. a lot of the bits fell flat, at least for me. Like, I, I didn't really that's, like That's my of... thing is, I honestly, like, I kind of saw what they were going for, but I, I really just didn't think it was very funny. Like, I saw, I, uh, I, yeah. I, I, I heard the jokes, I understood the jokes. The jokes did not make me laugh. Yeah, no, that's exa- exactly where I was at. Like, the third time they brought back, like, the screaming goats, I'm like, okay, this was... Not I'm like, funny the I'm like, I, yeah, borderline the, funny ones. Yeah, like this was really barely funny the first time, and now the, you, you, it, it's not funny the third it's time. It's not, it's not funny anymore, <laughs> man. 
um so, yeah i i'm curious how good guardians is i i like this year i i'm now a lot more confident in it with now that i know james Gunn is coming yeah back. um interesting storyline i do think that marvel is marveling too hard or has marveled a little bit oh, too i hard i completely agree because there's so much content that came out because like over the pandemic they had like falcon and the winter soldier and uh wandavision and loki and like all of the disney plus series that were all pretty good and then moon knight came out and i was like okay like i didn't watch all of moon knight and i didn't finish hawkeye and then i'm sure there's some movies that came out that i was like okay these are okay but i kind of i i know there's stuff that i've missed like here and there i'm like none of this matters none of this has any stakes and i'm getting a little exhausted of trying to keep up with everything and i remember back in the day when when a marvel movie came out it meant something and now it doesn't and guardians of the galaxy sticks out a little bit because it, like they've had two absolute bangers all the characters are likable and there's yeah. an interesting storyline going into it from endgame and this is the first time we've actually seen them since endgame essentially because of thor 11 thunder they were in the movie for about 10 minutes and, well, then... and they had their their little christmas short thing too oh yeah that was fun that like, it, it was it was cute it was yeah. cute i i uh, i forgot about that yeah yeah it, it was it was cute i'm i'm with you that i agree marvel has been marveling too much like it really just feels like um like they're just they're just trying to shove as much marvel down your throat as they can and like i'm already full you know like i just i can't i can't keep I, it's like the little uh wreck it ralph meme where the dude is just shoving pancakes in his face but he's already like he like he explodes Oh. <laughs> that's 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 what marvel especially like during pandemic post-pandemic where they're just kind of just like shipping stuff out they're just like like conveyor belting movies and tv shows i'm like i i don't know i'm kind of done with it Endgame was a good ending for me i after that i'll watch spider-man and i'll watch guardians and the few other movies that i actually care about but i'm not going to go to every movie every marvel movie anymore yeah i like isn't the fourth marvel movie coming out or like the next avengers movie coming out fairly soon i have i i have no idea i i honestly have not been keeping up with it i again I, I know, i've been keeping up with the movies i care about <laughs> that's it yeah i know they announced phase five and six and yeah. my reaction yeah, ant-man my, and the wasp was the first uh ant-man and lost quantumania was the first phase five movie yeah, I haven't seen that yet, and I'll probably watch it when it got comes really out. bad reviews, which I think is Ooh. funny. That sucks. I like Paul Rudd. He's um, cool, and it sounds like he's not the issue. But, um, but yeah, my initial reaction to the like five phase five and six announcements were, I don't care exactly about anything. That's and maybe I'm here. not the target audience anymore. You know, there's that too. I'm not. I'm not. 12 or 15 anymore maybe it maybe the movies aren't quite for me at this point yeah i really feel like they should be (laughs) 
<laughs> but you want them to be i like, well but, i want them to be but i also feel like that was just such the captive audience like like people my age and people within five years on either side of me are like such the primary audience of the of the initial avengers wave that mm-hmm. i i don't know why they wouldn't kind of try and mature some movies like unless they just want to make movies for 12 year olds which like is that that's cool there will always be 12 year olds to watch movies i i don't know <laughs> Yeah, I I agree with that. Um, it, some of uh, some of this, I do think, it, like the problem. This isn't. We, we've kind of veered off course of of what we planned on talking about, but I, yeah, this is a good a conversation. Um, the I do think one of the, some of the problems with um, the Avengers movies or just with Marvel in general is that they kind of lack direction. It's because you have. Falcon and the Winter Soldier that deals with like really dark themes or at least mm-hmm. darker themes, and I really liked that movie or, or, or that 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 series. I thought it was really cool. I'm like, oh yeah, what if the Super Soldier? Like, if you dove deep into like, what if bad guys did take the Super Soldier serum? Like, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and, well, and even just having the like having having the kind of the gall to explore that kind of concept, I think shows like what Marvel could do. You know, they have the ability, and, and it's not like they haven't done this before. I don't know if you remember in the first Avengers movie in 2012, Loki like flips somebody onto a table and carves his eye out. Like, uh, yeah, no, I mean Loki's like Loki throws tony stark out of a window and like he makes a quippy remark and then tony lives but like literally intended to kill you know iron man by throwing him out a window yeah like there's there was some more he was a bad guy in that movie yeah no and now it doesn't feel like any of the villains have any weight to them it doesn't feel like any like it doesn't feel like anything matters anymore because and we've talked about this in previous things they've jumped the shark a little bit um like certain heroes are just too powerful they need to reset some things uh like either retcon or whatever but they have their own problems and but guardians of the galaxy is something that i am a little excited for as like kind of a one-off adventure i'm really excited to see what the soundtrack looks like because i think that is exactly one of i mean that's good. that's always the question is yeah. what's the soundtrack look like but the guardians yeah. movies at least the first two right are are like they're good standalone movies you know oh, i, yeah, I think sure. i think it'll be entertaining no matter what what kind of happens to it i would yeah, expect it sure. to be entertaining mm-hmm. segway uh yeah yeah uh <laughs> moving moving forward well, the last movie, can we t- can we talk about one more movie then? Yeah. Okay. Uh, the last movie that, that's kind of on my list, on my radar, is the Dungeons & Dragons movie. Honor Among Thieves is, is what it's called. But, with our uh, boy Chris Pine? Uh, yeah, with Chris Pine at the lead. <laughs> Out of all the actors that I would expect to be in a Dungeons & Dragons movie, Chris Pine is not the person I would expect to be the lead. Really? I don't know... He seems like a douche. That's the only thing I can say is that he seems like a douche. I I I mean I don't know about I obviously don't know anything about the guy personally, but and I don't know anything about like how he is on set or anything like that. But um I do I do think he plays kind of a good, like a goofy character. 
I mean, even if you look at, at Chris Pine in in Star Trek or or in the first Wonder Mo- Wonder Woman movie, like he he's kind of a goofball in both of those movies. Like he he wait, has wait, he obviously has Chris... some good acting chops where he can do like you know like darker stuff, but he's kind of he's kind of a goofball. Wait, that's Chris Pine. Yeah. Okay, Who are I you thinking Chris of Pine which was... which Chris are I... you thinking of? I don't know, but it wasn't Chris, Chris Pine. Pine Chris Pine is uh, the new uh the new captain kirk in uh yeah no 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 yeah i know yeah okay i know who we're talking about now but for some reason i never put together that chris pine did was in wonder woman yeah he was was he's the the pilot guy in wonder woman oh okay okay i'm more excited for it now because for some reason i thought chris pine was like a douchey guy with a punchable face but I mean, now, I, I wouldn't. Really, I would. I mean, he's he's like a good looking guy. I could understand where you got where you get kind of douchey look, but from. But I, I'd call him mostly just like a, a dude. He's just a dude. I am a fan of dudes. Don't take that out of context. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Dungeons and Dragons honor uh, among thieves. <laughs> it's it looks good. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, from the trailers, I think that this movie has a lot of potential. Obviously, we just have trailers. They could still mess it up pretty bad. You know, that that's always going to be an option. But yeah, this could this could be a Warcraft movie. It, like, it could. could be World War. But for me, like let let me. I I don't I don't have the I don't have the cast pulled up right. But I, I'm picturing the uh, the trailer. And Chris Pine is, I think, is the only is the only actor I know in that movie. Like he's the only person I recognize. Like, I I don't know. Like if they got a bunch of sort of like like lo- like B list actors for this, I'm here for it. Honestly, I think it'll be sweet. Yeah, I'm. I I hope it's good. I hope they play. What I I hope they do a little bit is that they uh, do like a, a Princess and the Bride thing where they actually like set do like a real world setting of like somebody is telling a story or people are actually playing dungeons and dragons do you do you rather. think they'll go in and out of game i kind of hope so i don't See, know why, i kind of hope like... they don't i think i think for the for the 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 viewing audience that is not dungeons and dragons players which is in my opinion is going to be i'm going to say 50% i think if the movie is good and it's funny more people that don't play dnd will go to see it and i think if you don't play dnd going in and out of game is going to be immersion breaking for people i don't think that like the majority of the masses would like that that's that's my yeah. opinion like that me as a D&D fair. player, I think it'd be hilarious to see the table's reaction to, you know, uh, Chris Pine getting kicked in the balls or whatever, you know, like that kind of thing. <laughs> but um, I, I think that for the majority of the viewing audience, I think that would be immersion breaking. And I that's that's like the last thing you want to do. You as, make as like some a movie good, person. You make some good points. But I am kind of here for like the D and D movie as a D and D player. Like I want them to do some of the jokes of like they can't unlock a door or something like that. Like you can uh, tell. Like I mean, there's they, there's some stuff you yeah. have to throw into a D and D movie. Yeah, like, like I want a care. I want a character to die in one scene, and then the very next scene they come back as a completely different character, but with the same actor, and they 
Yeah. They play Again, into it. Look, I think I, don't I think know how well that plays on screen. I, I think, think you're getting into immersion breaking territory. The last thing you want to do is pull your viewer out of the movie. And I, I think that I think that like that kind of thing is very funny for a D and D playing audience. Um, I, but things like they can't open a door or the bard is not in the fight. Where is he? Oh, he's upstairs having sex with the with the the barmaid because that's what the bard would do right now you know like that kind of stuff is deaf like that kind of you've got to have that kind of stuff in uh in a a D &D movie i hope they do they play some of the hits i urge some of like the the it'll be pop culture and and that's where that's where you end up right it's 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 kind of this uh this this razor's edge between how many of like the hits can you play before it gets like annoying or distracting yeah and i am excited to see how it plays out um because the the movie comes out fairly soon Uh, i want to say it's uh i don't know i'm getting it mixed up with uh transformers one of them's march and one of them's like june um but i can i can look it up real quick release date oh no not that uh march 31st dragons march 31st yeah so about a month away i am excited to see where i'll I'll probably go see it in theaters i hope i go see it in theaters i don't know what i have going on that weekend because i think there's a pretty short theater release time because i think a lot of um studios are scared of like dungeons and dragons either being mainstream or like being in the limelight um yeah because like, we like they don't know how big it's gonna be because D in pop culture i think has actually gotten a lot bigger it it has and i i totally agree i'm curious um from a from a business perspective this is what this is the way that i think about it from like from like if i'm a movie maker perspective right I feel like you want this movie to succeed. Obviously, it's a Dungeons and Dragons movie, so you're going to be giving money to like Hasbro or whoever actually owns the the real parent company behind D and D. But you have to think about it as D and D is an endless, literally endless storytelling device, right? You can you can make whatever story you want out of D and D. It's why the game is so popular at, as a tabletop. You can do whatever you want. You could make any movie you want out of this. Like, I feel like me as a filmmaker, I, I would want this movie to succeed as, as a filmmaker. Like, yeah, well, because technically speaking, you could, like, have whatever actors you want in the movie. Exactly. Like, could, as one-off characters, as, as, uh, as whoever, whatever, there's a, there's, you can do whatever you want with storytelling in Dungeons or Dragons. That's a great point. Um, I think a lot, there's, there is a stigma though, like behind being a nerd a little bit in like, in, in pop culture, because I agree. There's hundreds of millions of dollars, or at least a few tens of millions of dollars being thrown around here. And taking a risk like that as a, as a movie production company, that's a big deal. Like if this movie flops and ever they lose money, they're obviously going to be kind of sad, but going out and marketing a movie of this caliber or like putting it on the main stage is difficult. 
it, like you, it you is have to stick with your guns. I and I and I agree, but do you do you think that that's like in my opinion that's kind of gone away over like maybe the last and maybe not like ten years, but the last like seven years maybe. Like there have been a lot of kind of like high I I I, I use the word high profile, but like like famous people who are like wait a sec like D and D's kind of fun like I actually like enjoy this, you know. Do you think that's kind of bringing this game? like uh kind of out of the shadows i guess like you used to like a lot of people kind of got shunned for for playing D. i mean i never did like i i'm kind of in the new wave but uh like if you were to play D 20 years ago you probably got shoved in lockers in high school right <laughs> at least that's the at least re- that's how they make you picture it i don't know if that i, I really don't know the, if that's true the not. only reason i didn't get shoved in lockers is because i was on the football team I wasn't like, because you, in I mean, to, like, good luck fitting fitting you in a locker. I know, right? I'm like, I so for those of you who don't know, like, I'm six foot five. I don't fit in lockers. Yes, <laughs> but you, like, you are not getting. I'm the kind of kid that would have gotten shoved in a locker in high school, but I like, I'm not. Uh, I don't know. It wasn't. It wasn't that big of a deal by the time like I was in high school and was playing. It wasn't that big of a deal. Like there are a lot of. I mean, I can name at least three pretty high profile actors off the top of my head who are like wait a second like like wait 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 like D is fun what are you guys like you guys you guys are wild if you think that this is just like actually a nerd game for little nerds like you guys are missing out basically like <laughs> yeah, henry cavill is a, is a is probably the biggest example at least in my opinion yeah like, I know likes vin, all of that yeah. kind of stuff yeah i know vin diesel mm-hmm. uh and then joe joe mangano joe muscly italian guy is he's probably like like in my opinion he's maybe even like the biggest example because he's married to sofia vergara who yeah one of the biggest models in the world who's very hot uh and he is ripped to all hell played deathstroke for 10 minutes on tv one time i don't know i honestly i i couldn't name another movie that he's been in well no no he was uh he was flash thompson in uh toby mcguire spider-man spider-man one yeah. did you know that <laughs> he looks nothing I, like he does now that's so weird he, like, he, he was flash in the first spider-man movie huh. that was his first acting i don't know well, i don't know if it was his first acting credit it was his first like real acting credit was huh. was spider-man one with toby Maguire. he was flash huh. um yeah but he, I know him he's a really Mike. yeah He's a really big, like, kind of high-profile guy who is, like, right now, he, like, yes, is he a professional actor? Yes, he is. Right now, I, his primary thing is, like, Dungeons & Dragons podcasts and, like, playing live D&D and that kind of stuff. Like, that's his thing. Have you seen pictures of his uh, Dungeons & Dragons room? His, like, keep? His, it's- yes. It's insane. It is every it is, nerd like dream. it is. It is the it is the stuff of like dreams, right? Kind of for for a lot of a lot of people. That's something that is just like un unobtainable. But uh, he it, it's. I mean, he he's especially is like one of those that, um, he's he's a big defender of people that that play D anD D because he's one of those that you'll see it online where. People are like, bro, D and D is like, like D and D is for little nerds, and like you see Twitter replies from from Joe, and he's like, I play D and D, you know, like that kind of thing, and it's this super high profile guy, like he's a big he's a big defender of like 
this game is actually really fun and you can do things in this game that you just like wouldn't be able to do in a lot of like other daily life like you kind of wouldn't be able to do that yeah and that that's one thing that i appreciate because there is still i do still think that there is that stigma a little bit of like of being a nerd and being surrounded in your culture it definitely sticks around i mean it's not gone gone yeah but it's so far less of like what it was at some point I agree. or at points in time and like strangely enough it's like i play a lot of magic the gathering and like the amount of people that i know that are like oh yeah like my my boyfriend plays magic or like oh yeah like i see that at like the D shop and i'm like you play dungeons and dragons and it's uh-huh. like it's like co-workers and yeah that i people I'm that like, you wouldn't I, expect to yeah, and like I have, I have coworkers right now who, like, when I first met them, I did not think that they would have played Dungeons and Dragons. They're like, oh yeah, we play like every other week with like some guys that used to work here. And I was like, but you guys are all like sports nerds. Or, like you guys <laughs> all like, like you guys are all like, tr- like stereotypical Dallas Cowboys fans. Yeah, and they play Dungeons and Dragons, and I, I love that. Like, it's coming into like the, into the limelight, and it's 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 kind of getting some love. And people are appreciating it a little bit more than what has previously. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I completely agree. <clears throat> it's I, I'm glad that it's kind of coming coming into the forefront. Well, maybe not the forefront, but coming out of the the, the back front. Yeah, if that makes it's, sense. <laughs> it's it's more commonplace now. It's it, it's like it's like doing pottery or something like that. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good example. Yeah it's it's a it's a more commonplace hobby but with those hobbies um and with like D getting bigger there's a lot of new stuff coming out right yeah like, always there's so over the pandemic did you play dungeons and dragons over the pandemic like online at all uh, i played in person actually for most of the pandemic okay i had to so there were a few times where i had to play online um, have you ever played Dungeons and Dragons I, I online? Have, yes, yes, I've done online okay. campaigns in the past. What's your opinion? Um, it's okay. I will say I have not played D and D online in probably at least four years. Um, so you know, not not really recently. It was like the end of end of high school for me. I had some friends who moved away. They graduated and moved away to college, and so we played online with those guys. And it was it was okay. Again, uh, as a player, it was it was just for me the only difficulty is that I I really like being able to like fully interact with everyone at the table, which is just yeah. something you kind of lose from from playing online, obviously. Yeah, have you done it as a player and as a DM? Or I have DM'd online, but not for a, like a like a full campaign. I mean, for like three or four sessions, maybe. Yeah, I was the same way as I did um, probably five or six sessions because it was um, when COVID very, very like first hit and there was a lot of like panic of like, oh, everybody's shut in. So like, I, I won't get into the semantics of it, but like as a dungeon master, I haven't played as a player online before. and But okay. as a dungeon master playing online, I know some people who swear by playing online really and they're like or 
they don't think it's better, but they're like, I would just rather play online. I'd rather just stay at home and not court, have to coordinate schedules and get snatched and whatever. Like, I'd rather go online. But as a DM, I hate it. I hate it so much. Like, I feel like I can't interact with players. I feel like the monsters that I make fall flat because there's no way for me to, like, really... It's hard It's hard to yeah. uh, give someone the full theater of the mind in a game where they can't see you. Exactly. Like there's and, a lot that goes into a monster besides just even the, the even just the like this description, right? Yeah, like the but like the description, the the voice, like the like I don't know if you use figurines a lot, but I uh they they come do, out. Like, I I would say it's it's not not a lot of the time, but we do we do get minis here and there. Yeah, so but like figurines and stuff like that, like it's it's so difficult for me to like as a dungeon master to like really i feel like influence my my player's behavior um one of the upsides though that i did like was that players could dm me like like on discord or whatever like oh can i try and do this like secretly that was cool it is it is very interesting that that was a benefit that I enjoyed that was like, okay, like we can do some stuff with this. But at the same time, they can also still do that secretly over the table. Like just yeah. text like text me and I'll see it because I've got my phone on my or I'll have my laptop open and you just DM me on Discord and do the same thing. But still like the, like getting to your characters is was just, it was so much harder it's it's much like i i completely agree it is much harder um, as well as like i don't know if this is a problem for you or not like as a dm when like players kind of go on like their little rants or trying to figure something out most of the time you like pay attention as a dm and mm-hmm. you'll like you'll like walk them through it a little bit and sometimes they're they're talking and going back and forth and yeah. doing their whole thing. Um, and you're, you pay attention to that. When I, when I was online, there were times that I was, I would almost tune out and be like, like how there's too many distractions. Uh, I have too many things in front of me yeah. to, to play with. I can honestly, there was a time I opened up and started playing a chess match because I was like, this really isn't going anywhere. And I'm kind of born as a DM because uh-huh. I feel like everything's fallen flat. And so I'm going to play chess for a I little know, bit. I know exactly what you're talking about. So, yeah, that's never happened to me before in a real, like, in, in, a, in a live game. game. It's a lot easier to kind of stay in it. Yeah, because you can, I feel like I could be in character a lot easier or characters a lot easier. Yeah. So, I agree. It, it makes it a little so, yeah. easier to like to to be present when you're actually present, you know. Yeah, exactly. Um, do you have any uh, gripes about using dice online? You mean like if we're rolling physical dice? Yeah. Do you like uh, what? What are? Did you have any like specific rules? Did you use? like an online screen sharing thing did you did your dm trust um, you enough to i 
I'm trying to think. As a DM, I definitely rolled dice on my desk. As a player, I really don't remember. Like, I think there was whatever we were using had dice rolling in it. And I think it would like, I, I think we primarily used that. Like, I don't think we really rolled physical dice while I was playing. But I love rolling okay. dice. Yeah, me too. Um, that was another thing that, like, honestly kind of took me out of it when I was online is that I would roll dice on my desk because nobody sees anything anyways. But like, I, maybe this is like way too anal. I didn't trust my players because there was, I wouldn't it just either. so happened. It just so happened that like our very time doing this online and we had set everything up. Everybody seemed to roll pretty damn well um, throughout the, throughout the session. Like, nobody really failed any checks, like, and there were a few, like, crits here that I was like, okay, maybe this is just happenstance. But I am having a little bit of a difficult time accepting uh, all these great roles, because you guys are really playing a little fast and loose with rules, and, or fast and loose, and very, very risky in a scenario where you guys know the consequences yeah no i i agree like i i don't know i feel like i'd want to trust my players and i feel like my players would be pretty good but uh it just like the temptation alone is one of those things that's like do you let people roll their own dice while while playing online i don't know i'd have to get more to have a to have a more more solid opinion on it honestly I've had the, the big thing I've actually had players use uh, before that I've seen um, is that there is a physics engine that you can use that like just replicates the density of a dice. Okay. Um, and it stops rolling at a certain point, and it is just a physics engine for a D20. I'm like, you can't really mess that up, assuming that the physics engine is not using loaded dice. Yeah, but, right. Um, but there was actually like a distribution graph on this one that said, um, here's how it's was, even. Yeah. Here's how it's even. And here's how it's rolled. And it shows like your rolls versus everything else. And I love, so, uh, I thought that was awesome. That's pretty cool. Uh, <clears throat> but yeah, online Dungeons and Dragons, magic world, stuff like that. Uh, one other huge magic world that was pretty good. Game segue. That came out that was pretty good. I can segue a little bit. It's anyways, but Magic World game that came out, Hogwarts Legacy. Thoughts? Have you played it? Where are you at with it? I have played it. I got it the day it came out. Um right on. It is very good. As a game, it is it is very good. I am not finished with it. I am <laughs> um for those of you that have played the game you know that it's it's kind of in four stages like there are the main quest after once you get to once the main quest actually starts going i'm not i'm not there will be no spoilers but the the main quest kind of takes a while to get going like the 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 first uh maybe maybe uh i don't know how many hours but the first i'm gonna say 20 percent of the main quest is like welcome to hogwarts do this in hogwarts you know like like go to class that kind of stuff once the main quest actually kicks off, I'm through I'm through like three of the four stages of it. Um so I'm I'm probably about 80% done with the game 
as far as main quest goes but there is so much to do in this game there is an I, absurd amount that you can do i agree i love it when games do that i am still in the i haven't gotten a chance to like really sit down and play a ton of the game i'm still like pre first stage like i okay, haven't okay. really been cut and loose yet um but i love it when games do that i love it when um there's a ton of stuff to go goof off and do my favorite video game franchise of all time is assassin's creed and that's one of the reasons why because it's like do i want all you want in that game yeah i know like i i don't know how many hours i have spent in an assassin's creed game like gambling in mini games and Uh like playing like checkers or chess or it like texas whole like i have spent an unreal amount of time i guarantee you i've spent more time in red dead redemption 2 playing texas holden than i had actually gambling because it's fun and i'm like oh yeah i'm gonna go goof off and i'm gonna go play texas holden at this one table or something like something along those lines yeah no i completely understand and hogwarts legacy does that you get to go and goof off or all the Hogwarts grounds and cast Revelio every ten feet. Yeah, and... um, I I do, I do think that it's very much like the thing I think I like about it the most is that it's so player driven that you can kind of just follow whatever storyline you want. Like there, there are you meet a, a bunch of different people as as you go through kind of the first leg of of like going through your classes and stuff like that. You meet a bunch of people that end up having story like like quest lines that teach you, you know, like there's a chick who uh, teaches you about all the herbology stuff. And there's a teach a chick that teaches you about all of the uh, beast stuff and a, a dude who leads you on a dark arts adventure and like that kind of stuff. Like the way that they set up these storylines, make it so that you at no point are you forced to follow someone's storyline. Like the, there's a chick who I don't know what her thing is. She's the chick that. uh, she shows you the hippogriffs the first time, and I don't, I oh, literally yeah, yeah, don't yeah. remember what her name is. I, I have not done a single part of her quest because I thought she was boring, so I literally haven't. I, I have not started her quest. Let's and call that, you have the power to do that in the game, which I think is awesome. Professor I, Garland. Yeah, I also. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I, yeah, I agree that something like like those player driven things where you can just go around and do what you want uh-huh. and um basically play the game that you want it to be played yeah and is really like it's fun because it is if there's because there's and i really don't think that in the game there's a whole lot of like repercussions for not um for not doing those those mini or like doing most of them unlock things so so the repercussion is that you maybe don't have something unlocked when when other people do you know that's sort of the the downside to not doing some of those quests but i don't think that's a bad downside if if i don't care at all about this this one chick who i don't even remember what her primary reason for being in the game is you know if i don't if i don't care about her you know, I'm probably really not going to care about whatever she can give me at the end of her quest, right? Like, why would I Why would I do that when I could go talk to the uh, chick that lets me uh, suck up beasts with a briefcase, right? Yeah, like, that's, that's way cooler yeah. to me. I'd much rather do that. 
yeah, but I do think that like the like the repercussions of it though are not detrimental. Like it's I agree. like okay, it I does get not to hurt the gameplay experience. Yeah, there are games out there that if you don't do this one side quest, if you don't do this one yeah. like this one quest line to get this one item, um, or now, to now I understand what you build, were saying. Yeah, like it's not it's not backbreaking. Like you can unlock a bunch of cool stuff, but uh, there's not like it's not these big MMORPG where you have to have certain abilities unlocked to play the game um, effectively. No, I mean, and... I haven't even... There are some spells that I still haven't learned because I don't, I don't care about them. I don't, I don't need them for anything, you know, and I just didn't go get them. I didn't do the quests to get those spells because I didn't want to. I was like, nah, dude, I ain't doing that. I'm going to go, I'm going to go hunt down a bunch of demi-guises instead. <laughs> yeah, which is... Honestly, like in my opinion, that's a lot more fun than gardening. Like well, not... okay. Could Are be more f- fun than gardening if the herbology teacher wasn't Professor Garlic. <laughs> you have gripes with this professor, don't no, you? No, 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 no. I there's no gripes here, bro. I'm fucking oh, awoogaing this professor. I walk into class the first day, jaw hits the floor, eyes out of the head, <laughs> heart like boom, 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 boom. Awooga. Uh, She's hot. Great. I I don't blame you. Just I'm not alone, okay? <laughs> Listen, I walked in. Here's the first thing I did. I walked into that class. I saw Professor Garlic, and I instantly went to reddit and was and and went to see if i was alone and i'm not alone apparently there's a lot of people who agree with me that she's hot so uh as long as i'm not alone i don't mind but uh, the herbology plants are actually really good in the game like like they are they are actually uh like the offense you get you you get a couple different plants that you can use offensively like in fights and they're like statistically very good like to the point where i don't even use them because they make a lot of encounters very easy um so like when totems were broken in path of exile uh kind of it's just like like that and then the other one is stealth is uh makes oh. makes stuff very easy and i will say my one my one sort of like knock to the game is that even on max difficulty i play on the highest difficulty the game is very easy combat is very very easy in this game and that's the one downside to me is I wish there was a higher difficulty <laughs> than than whatever the highest one is. I wish it went up one more level. Like I understand I mean, that it's yeah. it's wizard game and people just want to uh to be able to be a wizard, which is awesome. And I do think that's the number one purpose, and I do enjoy that purpose, but I do wish some of the combat was less trivial. It seems really easy to me. Yeah, that's I haven't played an insane amount of the game. I was hoping that it actually scaled a little bit more because of what well, I've done. And it depends a little bit. Like, so supposedly far. there are some things like like Herbology and, like, once you get Avada Kedavra, stuff like that that does just, like, trivialize things. Um, but mm-hmm. I personally, I have not, I have gone through and I have accepted all of the uh, curses, all of the unforgivable curses, but I have not used any yet. I, I went and I accepted them because if you say no, you can say no to getting the unforgivable curses. You haven't you have an option; it's a choice. 
uh, but you can't get them again if you say no. And I wanted all the spells on one character, so I didn't, so that I didn't have to go back and make more characters because you can't get the first one until like halfway through the main storyline. Um, and I didn't want to go get, I didn't want to have to play another character through to get all the unforgivables. So I just, I got them, but I haven't used any of them. But yeah, uh, they I seem know really what I'm going to do. Well, it's yeah. well, it, it's like, tough. What, what bro, are the tough. So the the guy who the guy who takes you through the dark art storyline, he's another student. Um, people, I've seen this a, a bunch everywhere. Uh, his storyline is way better than the main storyline. It's way more. It's it's more <laughs> enthralling. He's a cooler character. You care more about it. Uh, he gives you cooler things. The main storyline compared to his, like, I really wish they that his main his storyline was expanded on a little bit, um, because it it is better than the main storyline and i don't know how i i realistically don't know how many people would disagree with me on that like i think i think most people would agree with me that his storyline is way cooler um but the guy who he he teaches you all the all the you guys well you kind of learn them together but you can say no and uh it's 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 really interesting because you have the options to say no to all of the to all of the unforgivable curses i don't know what do you do what what house are you? Have you done your uh, house thing yet? Uh, I have. I am a Gryffindor. I'm a Gryffindor. Ah, cringe. All right. I'm a Ravenclaw, personally. Matt, I'm the main character. Bro, Slytherin was the most picked class, and I could have told you that 10 months ago. Like, of course, Slytherin's going to be the most picked class. Everyone just wants to be evil, bro. Your, your common room's in the dungeons, man. Have fun in your musty bed. Yeah. <laughs> can you imagine <laughs> gryffindor does have a pretty cool common room um the yeah. hufflepuff common room actually might be my favorite though just from like i've, I've just Kinda. looked through and seen all the and uh found all the different yeah. common rooms like online the hufflepuff one looks pretty cool the ravenclaw one's kind of lame yeah. i'm not gonna lie it does look uh-huh the ravenclaw one it's just like like i'm trying to think exactly where it is i'm not sure i think it's in the astronomy tower um it's next to i think next to it it's in a tower but it's basically just like in a tower and there's a bunch of like telescopes and a bunch of nerds in there right like that's that's really all that's in the in the uh the ravenclaw uh common room so i think the i think the helpful puff one is my favorite from what i've seen but the slytherin one is by far the bottom common room they're in the dungeon bro your bed's musty yeah (laughs) hashtag musty bed Bro, it is musty bed plus uh, <laughs> evil house plus uh, pure blood plus L. I don't know, man. L plus ratio. That's pretty much it. Basically, that, yeah, yeah. Have fun being wet that. all night, huh? You like getting dripped on by pipes, huh? I oh oh no, I took a a record a record placing shit in the Hogwarts bathroom, and this is what happened to the Slytherin <laughs> common room. <laughs> Uh, bro i'm just saying that's gotta be a reality sometime right yeah pipe burst somewhere and you're just like yeah it's gotta be good point i mean i don't think that i would assume actually no we know what okay here's another harry potter thing and this is incredibly niche so like we know that all of the shit in Hogwarts 
or at least from the girls' bathroom, goes into the fucking lake. Does it? Is that true? That, well, okay, so it, it it's um it's at at in books, voting Myrtle says that she got flushed down into the lake. Huh. She was sitting in the U bend of a toilet, get flushed, and ends up in the lake. Which means that all of like everything, at least in that bathroom, maybe it gets, gets like filtered out. Maybe maybe they maybe they wizard it into drinkable water or something like that. I hope so because holy hell, that'd be bad if not, that's if that's true. Like that's not good. Honestly, though, Wizard World, why do you need a toilet? Funny you mentioned that. Um, J.K. Rowling's actually it is canons that you that wizards shit on the floor. Like, why wouldn't you? Like, like I mean, I, you can just, like, you can just drop it anywhere and just, like, uh, I don't know, disappear oh shit gone. <laughs> I mean, like, that is what they did, though. And it goes into, like, the ether or whatever, like, the space between spaces. The space between wizard spells? Yeah. Yeah. Your wand sucks like, it like up they... like a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god okay well we're getting a, a little sidetracked topic. but uh yeah a little bit a little bit um <laughs> i i do think that's all we've got for you guys today do you have anything else to add Exlon? um stay hydrated have good posture thank you thank you you sound like nightbot i appreciate it i do i love nightbot like, nightbot I, is like a whatever homie, yeah Whenever Nightbot says that, I always take a little sip of water. Like, I, I try. I try. Sometimes if I'm in, if I'm doing something cool, I can't, but I try. Um, but yeah, I think that's all I've got for you guys. We will try to get some more episodes out. It probably won't be quite uh, every, you know, like weekly, like super consistent, but we'll get episodes out when we aren't able to record. Um, but yeah, I don't have anything else. Uh, we'll be back sometime with another episode of the Nerd Hub podcast, but I think that's all i've got for you guys for now so as always i've been pinzo and i've been excellent and uh that's all i've got for you guys so thank you guys for watching and we'll see you guys next time Bye bye